Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, just wanted to say thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. It's much appreciated. Um, this podcast is going to be a wee simple, a quick one, but hopefully be informative for you and hopefully one you'll enjoy. Um, just before we get into the podcast, I just want to say that we've got some new merch coming out, some QC merch coming out this week. Um, on Friday, it'll all be on my Instagram at Quinn Strength Conditioning. Um, so if you would maybe like to pick up some gear, um, We've got hoodies, t-shirts, caps, it'll all be coming out then, and some of the older sweatshirts as well. Um, these sort of things really help me um, finance things like the podcast, finance going down south whenever I need to chat to these people, um, some of these GA players that we get to talk to. So it all actually helps. So if you're a fan of the podcast, it'd be a great way of supporting it, and I would really appreciate it. And um, if I ever see you wearing one in public, I will buy you a pint. If you're underage, I will buy your Marada a pint or something. But... Um, yeah, uh, it'll be up this week, so enjoy the podcast. How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So I think we're we're well into the 20s now with the podcast, I'm not sure what number we're on, but um, we've been going strong. I'm not sure if anyone actually listens to the podcast anymore, so I could just be talking to myself now, especially probably when I don't have guests on. Um, obviously, the guest situation at the moment is difficult. I probably could like message people and, and get guests via Zoom, but... I much prefer to to actually meet people, and um, I feel like conversations are a bit better too when you when you get to get to meet them and and get to chat to them. So, um, I feel like if I message people and done it in Zoom, you probably wouldn't do another one, and then you may miss out on what could be a better conversation. So that's why I haven't been doing any any podcasts online or anything. Um, <clears throat> hopefully this won't last too much longer, and we'll be able to get some some guests. Um, on because I had a few that I've been messaging that seemed to be game to come on which I think would be really interesting conversations but that's neither here nor there um, so yeah another episode of the podcast um, so this one is going to be me I really just have kind of two things I want to talk about today so it's not going to be a particularly long podcast but I've just been sort of thinking you know over the past couple of weeks I've been chatting on the podcast and the solo ones you're kind of not sure what sort of directions to give in terms of training and, and recommendations because Everything's been so unsure, but I guess the more I've been thinking about things over the past couple of days, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see football for at least a wee while. Um, you know, it, it, like what month are we in now? Are we in April? We're at the end of April now. We're not going to see anything in May. Hard to see seeing anything in June. I think best case scenario, um, I would imagine late July or August for probably like a championship knockout um i would say that's the best case scenario and it you know, even at that that could be a stretch because um there's just a lot of whenever you sit and think about like the logistics of how everything would work it's probably a bit of a nightmare so to me what that kind of would indicate is that like we're now going back into a new pre-season um so I want to kind of talk about that and how you, how you should maybe structure your training i've in the last podcast i kind of didn't really just kind of generally talked about it if I've actually read out notes for this one um so I want to talk through kind of uh, some gains in terms of like your running your lifting some sprint work um how you need to plan it out in the week and then maybe like a bare minimum plan if you don't have much time um so that's one of the things I want to talk about today so um the other thing I want to talk about was um kind of an interesting story that happened over the past well, past couple of weeks, but um, in the last last podcast, I kind of recorded it and didn't really want to record it, but recorded it because you know, when you commit this on, you do it. But um, I probably wasn't in the best form at the time, and and probably in the days and weeks leading up to that, I wasn't 
in the best form, just feeling frustrated and um and angry and it was kind of representing itself in like just a lot of anxiety and then that was um translating into being a dick to the people around me, basically. Um so it's a story about that. Um but it's all good now. But um yeah, so I had noticed like there was a couple of issues or a couple of things that had happened a couple of weeks ago um, that had basically led me to question myself a lot and question, uh, I guess, my abilities as like a coach, as um, as a uh, strength conditioning coach, as, as someone that should be giving advice, basically. And I started to question my knowledge and, you know, how much I actually knew when, when sometimes I was questioned about it. and. I guess I started to think like am I am I bluffing a lot of this here and am I maybe not doing as as much as I could be doing I and mean, then I kind of got to you know when you have this this bit of time now I got thinking about the gym and about um the coaching I was offering I was wondering you know am I am I offering the best I can or am I just kind of skimming by with it and granted like everyone in the gym is 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 happy um but you question yourself and then I guess the more I kind of started to, I took some time and then I said, right, I'm going to use this period of like lockdown to start learning these things. So um, the more I started reading into things and learning things, the more I realized that I didn't really know a lot about certain subjects. Not to say I didn't know about anything, but there were certain subjects I didn't know a lot about. And it kind of got me like in this way of going like, why don't I know about this? And that kind of went on and on. And then when I was kind of in this cycle of feeling annoyed and kind of bad about that, then I started looking at other coaches that did have this knowledge and you start comparing yourself and you're like, fuck's sake, like why, you know, what's the difference? Why have I not got this? And you start to question if you're good enough and then maybe you look at other things, like it spirals on to like, maybe you see one person with more Instagram followers than you and you're like, what the fuck have they got more than me? Like what's, is, is my stuff bad? Is the stuff I'm putting out bad? And it's funny basically how something that starts out very small and trivial can start to annoy you a lot and it started to get me for like a couple of days it started to get me really down and um probably very angry to say the least and then the people around me i was probably uh taking out nemo's in a bad mood and it was probably becoming quite visible um and somebody and someone asked me about it because it was becoming obvious and it wasn't becoming like a particularly nice person to be around um and it was annoying me a lot, but probably not as, as much as I, I had maybe originally realised. Um, but it was really getting to me. And sometimes when you're in that kind of way of thinking, you're like, I don't really know how I get out of this other than maybe trying to like, just get that knowledge that I want to get. Um, and maybe that'll solve it. You know, you don't really know what way to go out of it. So that's kind of in your head. And then anyway... I kind of opened up and, and talked to talked to someone about it and um, it's such a small trivial thing but it was really getting to me and it was it was affecting me and um, it was funny like as I felt stupid like I didn't even want to say it out loud because I felt stupid like whenever you sit and say oh I feel like I'm not good enough like it sounds like pretty stupid when you say it out loud um, and sometimes it's not easy to say it out loud either um, it's not easy to admit that sometimes. But it was funny, like as soon as I literally started to talk about it, 
it sort of kind of just seemed like it just kind of went it went away like the kind of whole fear and it and, and uh, the things that's happened just kind of went away and since that time I haven't really it hasn't bothered me at all really in the slightest to be honest compared to what it was but nothing else really changed like I have been learning and trying to increase my knowledge but I haven't got to the point where I want to get so you know nothing changed other than the fact that I kind of opened up a wee bit more about it which I thought was interesting um on kind of two fronts um I think initially number one it kind of showed me that even if you don't know even if you don't have a particular solution to what it is that you're dealing with sometimes just talking about it can do a lot for you because it can open up and make you realize that maybe it's not that big of an issue um and sometimes maybe it can just let you vent because sometimes just by venting and getting it out of your system is, is sometimes the biggest thing. I think that's what helped me was like I was holding this all inside and this pressure and this annoyance. But as soon as you let it go, it was like it's like everything just deflated and it was all good. I just think it's so interesting how just opening up and talking about things can be can be very powerful. Um, at least it was for me and you know, nothing else changed around it. But then also, I suppose, it kind of illustrated how even things that are so small and trivial, like thoughts like that, can start to build and build and build to something, you know, a lot worse and can then start making, start to make you um, draw other things in to sort of make it worse. So like for me, it was, you know, I initially started off going, geez, why have I not got this knowledge? then you start comparing yourself to others and we all know like whenever you start doing that it's it's a recipe for disaster and and then maybe at that time you notice all these other negative things like maybe somebody's commenting on my youtube and saying something you're like the fuck are they saying that like and all these negative things just seem to happen and, and everything it's like law of attraction you know you, what you feel is is what's around you um it's what you attract and um yeah it, it just kind of it amazed me how something that started so small started growing and growing and growing and probably if I hadn't have maybe talked about it, it probably just would have kept biting away and keep going and keep going until it could have been something you know a lot bigger um, or else maybe I acted out in a way that I didn't want to because of that um, but I think that's a kind of very important lesson that even though small things in your head that might not be you know I think I think sometimes we're I think sometimes you don't want to talk about small things because there's obviously so many big issues in the world and so many big problems that you almost feel bad about saying something so small and trivial. Like there's people that are obviously going through really hard times, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety. And whenever you go to talk to someone about something that's so small, you're like, there's someone out there that's facing so much more. So like, why am I even getting bothered? You know, but I think it's important that you do learn to talk about them things because they they are the things that possibly lead to that down the line. Um and I think we we are afraid to even talk about the small things, not so much the big things. You know, so the small things can always add up. But um I just thought it was really, really interesting, something that was worth sharing, is that um even if it is a small trivial thing, chatting about it can just make it go away like that. You you would you don't think it, but it, well, at least in my case it did. Um so I thought that was interesting and also I thought it was interesting how like the kind of anger that I had inside and the the well what what felt like sort of anger and annoyance I started to translate on the other people you know so I started to get annoyed at other people even though they weren't doing anything um 
which wasn't fair and you know it, it's a good example of just how it can affect you in other ways and some ways maybe destroy relationships sometimes and and friendships but um yeah i just thought it was an interesting story worth sharing that basically there's a there is a power in in sharing even small trivial things before they turn into something big um but also how you know you can you can start to manifest the things that are going on inside you to external things outside you know so the anger you have inside you start to take it out in other people are you getting annoyed at people or you start to think you start to focus on the negatives of people when really it's coming from yourself so yeah i thought that was an interesting story not particularly easy to talk about these things either but thankfully no one listens to the podcast so i'm probably just talking to myself actually don't know if anyone listens to the podcast i never checked the rankings checked them one time um but i never check them and don't check how many people listen so who knows there could be millions there could be one mama okay now probably what you are here to listen to um chatting about the new pre-season so you're probably chatting we have like a kind of two two to three month block of training you could probably get through um so to me this is this is pre-season again um so i want to chat about a couple of things uh first of all running so we all know we have like aerobic training and anaerobic training um what i would sort of suggest is that the important one for you to focus on is your aerobic um i've talked about it in other videos and other on other podcasts but um your aerobic base really dictates your fitness level overall think about like a pyramid um the aerobic base is is the bottom of that pyramid so if you have a shitty aerobic base everything else above that is going to be shitty um so like a lot of the intervals maybe you might do or might see online as anaerobic ones um which are maybe usually characterized by like the feeling of your legs being really burny you know during it because they're very glycolytic so like say for example tabata stuff where you maybe do 20 seconds on 10 seconds off it's not that these things aren't important but um a lot of maybe the intervals that we do will be more like anaerobic stuff as opposed to aerobic so um i think a large majority of your training should be based on aerobic stuff particularly the stuff that you do yourself when you go back to football and games the anaerobic stuff will probably take care of itself through your drills and through your matches so i think building a big aerobic base um is really important a couple of ways you can probably go about doing it um the one way i always harp on about is tempo running um really kind of extensively used by a lot of coaches um particularly field-based coaches and the reason i like it um is it's really simple to do you know it's essentially just running at a particular tempo um and you can really use any distance you want but i think 100 meters 200 meters is brilliant and um you're running at kind of like a 75 percent 80 percent pace and then you're giving yourself double rest so this double rest allows you to recover fully so that the work is staying aerobic if you brought that down to maybe like equal equal work to rest maybe a bit more glycolytic and might not be hitting the aerobic um work as much as you want that's why rest periods are important um so tempo running is a way you can do it another option is um the mass running or mass running uh another popular method for like field field sports like soccer rugby um i know i had paul fisher on the podcast um one of the earlier podcasts he's done a golf strength conditioning coach he had done a goal doing mass running and um well obviously we all know they've been fairly fairly successful so you know you can you can use either of them um the only thing i found about mass running was um just like on a personal level 
uh, if you're training yourself it might not be just as easy as something like tempo running to set up and also maybe you're running at a slightly higher speed with tempo running which might be more game applicable but one is not better than the other that the always the thing is which one works out best for you and your circumstances so you can do your own research and um see what works best i like the tempo runs and then the other thing you can do which everyone's doing at the minute is like longer distance running so you know 30 to 60 minutes of work um trying to work at like a conversational pace so the whole time you can maintain a conversation that sort of would indicate that you're somewhat in the aerobic zone um and that can be a way to go about it now obviously the kind of issues with that is Number one, it's probably not as game specific in that you're going to be running quite slowly um, and you're running lots and lots of distance at slow speeds. So it's it's not very, very game like. Um, also, you could argue that there is maybe more possibility for like injuries, um, maybe around the knee and ankle and the foot if you haven't developed the strength for it and you're going out and running lots of miles. But it's another um, it's another tool in the toolbox, basically, is what I'm trying to try to explain. I think though whatever approach that you go for, whether it be one of the ones I said or another method, is that um, you take a consistent approach. So if you're saying, right, I'm going to do tempo runs, you give it a block of, you know, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, and you try and put in a progressive plan for it. So say, for example, with the tempo runs, maybe you're doing them, I don't know, twice a week um, and you're starting off week one at like eight by 100 meters, um, session one, session two is maybe like uh, four by 200 meters. And then the next week it's going to be maybe 10 by 100 and then maybe 5 by 200. Once you maybe get to a certain uh, distance, then you could say, okay, I'm hitting these these runs really easily. It's actually probably less than 70% for me now. Then what you could do is maybe drop the time down. So say you initially started doing your tempo of runs in 100 meters in 18 seconds. You could drop them down to maybe 16 seconds in the next week. So there's two different ways you could progress that. Basically what I'm saying is you can progress it by distance or you can progress it by um, time. Um, the only thing is with, with obviously time is that you can only bring it down so far. So if you try and bring it down to like fucking 14 seconds, it's not going to be aerobic. You're going to be flat out sprinting at that. Um, so you can bring it down to a certain extent basically, but the distance you can always keep going up. The only thing with that is it's going to take you a longer session. It's going to be longer time. But um yeah, that, that's how it progresses. But basically, what I'm trying to get at is whatever those methods that you choose, that you be consistent with it and that you put a plan in place that has some sort of like um, logical structure to it. So like don't start out week one doing fucking uh, 5,000 meters worth of, uh, or say 10,000 meters worth of tempo runs. And then week two, you're doing 2,000. And then week three, there's 15,000. Week four, there's... 3,000, you know, have a progressive approach to it. The same applies for, for gym training, you know, like that progressive overload. Basically, you just have a progressive, consistent approach is, is kind of what I'm getting at. And that goes for NLM. Same with, like, your longer distance running. If you've never ran, ran long distance before, don't go out and try and do a half marathon. Go out and do, you know, maybe, like, 10 minutes, build it up 15, 20, 30, and then you build it up from there. Another important aspect is your sprint work. Um sprint speed and just developing speed is probably one of the hardest qualities to build um for a number of reasons but the, the annoying thing about it is um the like effects of sprinting will only really last in your system for like around five days is what the research indicate so basically you start to lose speed after five days if you don't train it whereas something like aerobic work you have more like 30 days which is a bit of a bitch but basically, that's an indication that you need to keep sprinting um, throughout this here. 
throughout this lockdown, especially when you're not doing any games or any training, so you're not really going to be doing any sprint work, you're going to have to allocate a bit of time to doing that. And when we talk, talk, tech, when we talk about sprint work, you have two types of sprinting. You have acceleration, so things like off the mark quickness, that's like not uh, 20 meters of sprinting. Um, and then you have maximum velocity, which is like your top end speed. So um, say by like 40 meters, 50 meters, what's the maximum speed you can get up to? And you'll see that like if anyone has a, has a GPS, that'll say like top speed on it. Um, and that will be what your max velocity is basically. So those are two different things and two different types of sprinting and two different techniques and two different training kind of things involved. Um, obviously they're somewhat similar, but um, they are they are kind of different in, in their qualities. Um, what I would suggest is that if you're able to, you maybe have two days allocated to those sprint sessions. So um, across the weeks, so that keeps you within that five day uh, continuum you're chatting about. One of those days could be maybe an acceleration day. So you're working on distances from, um, you know, 10 meters to 20 meters. You're working on being really powerful from the starts. You could work on broad jumps, um, but basically trying to just allocate more towards being really fast and really powerful from, from short distances. Um, so a session like that could be, um, you know, maybe like two sets of 10 meter sprints, two sets of 20 meter sprints. Maybe you could do some broad jumps, maybe you could do some bounds. That could be something like a, an acceleration session. And then in your maximum velocity session, your, your distance might go out a wee bit further. So it could be like a 30 meter sprint, a 40 meter sprint, but probably keeping your, your volume down. So not doing like tons of them, because if you do do tons of them, your likelihood injury might go up. Or else another popular way of doing it is called like, um, uh, like flying 10 meters so you would maybe build up speed to 30 meters and then you have a 10 meter speed zone where you're trying to just go flat out basically um the thing with maximum velocity is it's going to be very very demanding on your body so if you are feeling like you're not in the position to do that because maybe you haven't um maybe you haven't trained in a while maybe you're carrying some niggles some injuries or maybe you just run like a like a I don't know, like an elephant. That was probably, I was going to say a bad word there, but you have to be very politically correct now. Um, if you're on like a tube, basically, um, maybe it's not for you, but maybe that's a goal down the line. Um, but anyway, I think trying to separate both of those days out just means that you're you're hitting both of those aspects and both of those qualities. Whether sometimes maybe we might just only do acceleration work, we may be missing out the, the maximum velocity um, adaptations. Just an idea, just a thought. In terms of gym work, basically what we're doing now is we're trying to develop the strength and capacity needed to play the sport. So a lot of that's going to be trying to just develop the capacity to keep us injury free. Um, so thinking like building some strength in the hamstrings, the hips, um, the calves, the groins, um, building some movement in those areas, building some movement capacity through the hips. That should kind of be the focus of, of this preseason block, same as what it would have been um, a couple of months ago. I think, again, like we're chatting about the the running, you have to have a, a consistent and progressive approach. So you don't go in first lift week one and like try and lift, you know, um, one rep maxes and do that every week. There's no progression. And at some point, you're going to dip down. 
you know you have you have a progressive approach date and you have a structure date so you should be able to write out a program for 46 weeks and see week one where you think you'll be and week week six or week four where you think you'll be but there should be progression in that there so it shouldn't be starting out um you know really really high it should it just gradually build to that um and obviously there's a lot of different programs and there's a lot of different methods of, of doing it just a couple that kind of came to my head was number one you could take a very simple um like linear approach to it so say uh for your session so your session template maybe you could start out with some power exercises you could do some plyometrics you could do some throws you could even maybe integrate your acceleration session into that and then you're going to have your your big strength um exercise so let's say for example it's um let's say for example it's it's your uh, back squat so say your back squat is your big strength exercise what you could do is you could lay out a four week um or sorry a five week plan where Week one, you start out doing three sets of 10. Um, then week two is going to be three sets of eight. Week three, three sixes, then three fours, then three twos. And each week, you're just adding on weight to that. So it's a very simple, progressive, linear approach to it. Um, and you could do that across you know, a couple of days. You could do it with a back squat, a deadlift, a bench press, and maybe a, a chin-up or something. Very, very simple, but you can really see the structure there. And you can see that each week, you're building up your strength as you go with it. Um, and the fact that you're starting out a wee bit lighter and you're going for higher reps might just show that you have a bit more of a foundation for those heavier reps come the, the fifth or sixth week. After you do those strength movements, then you can maybe do some accessory movements. So uh, say I'm doing the back squat, maybe I might want to do like a single leg exercise after that. So I could do a split squat. Maybe then I want to do a hamstring exercise, so I could do an RDL. And then after that, you could just add in maybe some injury prevention work. So maybe you're someone that has some issues at the hips. So you could add in some internal and external rotation drills for the hips. Um, or maybe you have some shoulder issues. You could do some rotator cuff work, whatever it may be. But that's just a really simple way how you could lay out a session where you're, you're number one, you're hitting the big strength movement. You're doing kind of accessories that maybe the strength movement isn't targeting or hitting. And then just uh, do whatever you need to do that's goal specific. Other programs you could do is like if you're a wee bit more advanced, if you've been training for a couple of years, um, I started playing around with a triphasic type programming this year. Uh, it's basically where you break down blocks into like eccentric blocks, isometric blocks and concentric blocks. It's an interesting way of doing your training and um, very demanding, very tough, but I, I've liked it. And um, a few of the ones we've worked with, I really liked it too. And I, I would coach it for a lot of the online clients that I have um, and just adapt it, adapt it to them and their movements. That's another idea, another way you can look at your programming right now. Um, and that kind of progresses nicely because it's got nice progression that you could do a, a block for a certain number of weeks and you could know by like week seven or eight you could be um, you could be finishing that program, getting ready for the season, whatever it is. But again, really what matters is just that you have a consistent progressive approach. So whatever program, whatever plan you go for, try and stick with it for um, whatever the block you intend. But... You know, if you're doing random workouts every week, it's not that it's bad, it's better than doing none, but you might uh, struggle to see um, progression, basically, if you if you have no progressive plan in place. I also like, in the way I do my training, and the way I usually will do my training for clients, is it'll be upper body and lower body splits. Um, I like it because, number one, it gives you a good bit of rest between sessions. So if I'm doing a lower body session tonight, I won't have to do a lower body session again until 
Thursday because I'm going to probably take a rest day on Wednesday. So I do lower body tonight, upper body tomorrow, rest. So you have lots of rest until that next session. Um, especially if you're if you're going and maybe doing training again now when you haven't done a lot. Likelihood is you're going to have a bit of bit of DOMS and a bit of pain for the first couple of weeks. So indicate or giving yourself good rest between sessions is really important. And the same kind of idea goes for your upper body work too. So I like it because it gives you just an, enough rest, but also you can structure your running around that. So if I know today is going to be my hardest day of the week, I'll probably do my sprints in the morning and do my lower body in the evening. So that that's just my hardest day done. And then after that, it's just recovering. Whereas if I have like a couple of high points in the week, it might be harder to recover from. Whereas like this is my high day. I've got a few low days, maybe one other high day, you know, in terms of intensity. That's why I like upper lower splits. But again, you can play around with it and see what works best for you. Now, the other obviously aspect to consider is equipment right now. Um, it's very difficult to try and prescribe things with what's going on because everybody has different equipment. Like some of my online clients have nothing. Some of them have a full gym. Some of them have like a barbell. Um, but I do believe that most of the things that we're chatting about, you can apply to whatever situation you're in in terms of equipment. If you have absolutely no equipment, there's lots you can do with like a towel and do um, isometric exercises. Like if you look up Graham Morris on YouTube, he's some brilliant exercises for, for just using a towel. Um, you know, so you could do lots of strength work around that and progress it like that. Um, and even if you have maybe one barbell, not a lot of weight, that's where something like a triphasic approach might come in where you think about doing real long eccentrics, you think about doing isometrics, there are ways of making your training a lot harder um even if you have minimal weight um so i think regardless of, of what situation you're in i don't think it should be an excuse to say i can't do anything right now or i can't do a good plan you know no matter what equipment you have you should still be able to do a progressive structured plan okay so in a week in a perfect week this is how probably i would i would plan it i would have monday maybe do your your maximum velocity session on monday do your lower body session then after that or else in the evening if you have the time. Um, on the Tuesday, do your maybe interval session for running, so it could be your tempos, and then do your upper body lifting. Wednesday, you could take a rest day. Th Thursday then would be acceleration, and then lower body on uh, after that or in the evening. Friday then would be another interval session and upper body on the or in the evening. So that kind of gives you an idea of how you could structure it and that's how you could structure it in a perfect week. I know that's maybe ambitious for some people, but right now is probably the best time you'll ever get to train. So um, with probably a lot of people being out of work, so um, it's a possibility for you to consider your training like that. That's the way my current training is. I have started doing a lot of pull-ups, so um, this is not really, not necessarily recommending this, but um, I'm building to doing a thousand pull-ups in a week. So we're doing that just to like a real gradual approach, like very strong first methods of like grease the groove. So um, doing maybe like a, like for example, yesterday we done 144 reps, but it was all done by doing like sets of three, sets of two and sets of one. So it's nothing that's really ever that intense, but you're just doing lots and lots of volume. Anyway, that's just me off on a tangent, but I've been adding that on Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday and then Sunday can be your fuck about day. If you want to go for a run, if you want to go and maybe do some pump work, whatever it may be, you can do it then. But that's just a way of thinking about programming it. Um, your lower body and upper body sessions, one possible way you could think about programming them is um, for, lo lo for, for lower body and upper, 
you can maybe have vertical days so um, strength and vertical plane so for example in lower body that would be things like a squat that could be your split squats say movements where you're basically moving up and down or like knee extension movements um, and then for upper body that would be things like shoulder pressing it could be maybe uh, chin-ups it could be uh, arnold presses you know things where you're pushing above the head basically or pulling from above the head down and then your other two sessions could be maybe with a horizontal emphasis so that could be some trap or deadlifts that could be broad jumps that could be hip thrusts um, for lower body for upper body then it could be uh, your bench press it could be rows just a way of kind of, of programming and allowing yourself to have good balance and not make sure that you're you're missing out any key movements or areas a lot of times our training will be very probably um uh for lower body and be very vertical and that will do lots of squats lots of split squats um and we miss that horizontal emphasis um and then kind of the opposite for upper body a lot of it will be uh horizontal emphasis and that will do lots of bench press lots of rows but we maybe miss out doing chin-ups we miss out doing um presses above the head just a way to think about maybe your training um or else if you're able to integrate that into each session of doing like one vertical one horizontal one vertical something like that use your imagination and that's what program is all about it's just it's kind of just guesswork and it's, it's an experiment of saying i think these these things that i'm writing down will get me to this point here you basically have a hypothesis and you work through it so if you have sound enough reasoning behind it go for it you know program is not that difficult just sometimes difficult things is consistently doing it um so that's a perfect week if you are maybe on a real tight schedule you haven't got a lot of time like what's the bare minimum to sort of pitch you in a decent place or a, the minimum viable place um come start of the season or just have you in, in any way shape or form I would say you should maybe try and do one of the sprint sessions in a week so that could be your acceleration one that could be your maximum velocity one I think do one of them do one lower body session and then one running session interval so you're kind of ticking all three of the boxes there you're you're ticking that speed box with the sprints you're taking taking the strength box with the lower body work and then you're taking your aerobic work with intervals now, if you really wanted to and you had to, you could probably do them all in the one day or the one session. Probably not advisable, but you know you could do them all um, if you had it well enough planned. And then if you had time, you could maybe throw in some upper body strength work just for some show muscles, curls for the girls and whatnot. Um, but I guess that's, that's just an example, again, of, you know, no matter what your circumstances right now you can still get a lot of work done even if you can only get one session in a week you just make sure you're trying to tick as many boxes in that session so doing some sprints doing some lower body strength doing some intervals you know per in a perfect week we'd, we'd be able to do more but um i guess what i'm trying to get across is that you can still do a lot with minimal time um but sometimes what we will say to ourselves is, oh, I can only do one session this week, what's the fucking point? And then you don't do anything. One session is a lot better than zero sessions. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of everything I wanted to go through. It was only a wee quick podcast today. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm very conscious to not give direct um, um recommendations of what to do i'm trying to give you the guidance or like how i would think about doing it 
so that you can apply the principles to your own situation. Um, context is a very important thing and like how my training works is, is based upon me, my training age, my time and, and a lot of other factors so it doesn't always work for you. So um, I'm trying to give you the kind of the reasons of why I'm doing things and then hopefully you can implement it into your own training. Um, I hope that makes sense and it's not this is not me saying this is the only way to do it or this is the best way to do it it's just the way I do it um, and there's a good possibility my recommendations will change in the next couple of years or the next couple of weeks because um, your mind always changes about these things but um, I'm open to that but basically this is not gospel and um, it's just some ideas so use it if you want um, but yeah I think that's pretty much that's pretty much everything um, Oh, the only other thing is we've got some new merch coming out Friday the 1st of May, which is this Friday. Um, got some hoodies, got some caps, got some t-shirts. They look pretty good. Um, so if you would like to get some of them, keep an eye on my Instagram, Quinn Strength Condition will be coming out then. Um, yeah, that's everything. Um, thank you very much for listening. I hope it was somewhat useful for you. If you enjoyed it, put it up in your story and tell everyone how amazing it was. Even if you didn't really enjoy it that much, just put it up anyway um, and tell people it was amazing. And then you can laugh at them whenever they listen to it. But thank you very much. I will see you next week or the week after. Good luck.